not in Kansas anymore. You have my curiosity. Are you telling me you built a time machine? The force will be with you. Welcome back to Get Real, the podcast where we get real about all of our favourite pop culture films and TV show. My name is Chris. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Sam. I don't have a funny preamble. I'm just going to introduce you as you are. Nice, plain and simple. More, How are you doing, mate? More like my echoey po- co-host. Am I right? Am I uh, right? I'm the echoey one. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we, uh, we've we not really got anything to talk about this week. We've not really gone and watched anything. Uh, we've not got huge amount of news. There's not really much going on in the way of new releases. But uh, we've got a couple of decent stories that have come out this week, Chris, that we can chat about and make a preamble last as long as what we can for an episode. <laughs> this, week. this is going to be a whole episode of preamble. Literally. Uh, that's our favourite thing to do on the podcast, really, isn't it? I, th- I think the preamble is the best part of the podcast. It's normally the funniest part because we're fine for time when we're doing it, so we're not rushing. And we're just getting into the swing of it, so it's weird. <laughs> and we just say random shit. I know, and then we're like panicking because then when we're actually covering the topic and we get towards the end, it's like, oh, quick, we need to make sure we talk about this and that and this and, and finish and, you know. And this and this and this and this and this and this and this. Shall yeah. we jump into the classic? Sam, what have you been watching? Well, I just want to jump in really quickly before the standard. Whoa! I want to break up the routine a little bit. And breaking the mold. Just remind everybody out there that's listening, right up top instead of just at the end, that you can follow us on socials. So make sure you're heading over and following Get Real Pod at g uh, at gmail.com. Yeah, you can do that if you want to email us. But <laughs> <laughs> but just make sure you're following at Get Real Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and join in the conversation with us about what you're watching as well. That's there fun. has never been a better time to follow us on socials because Shit is happening. A lot of shit's going down. A lot of shit's going down. Stuff is in the pipeline. Finally, we can say there's stuff happening, and it's actually happening. Oh, I I thought you just meant generally in the world there's shit happening, but no, no, there is. No, there is stuff. Behind the scenes stuff. Very exciting stuff. Aren't you excited, Sam? Oh, it's very exciting, to be honest. It's, uh, yeah, you have to wait and bloody see, won't you? I already I already put a little tease on, on the Twitter saying that ooh, stuff's happening, stay tuned. Oh I've not uh, who approved this? Who signed I did. I, I, who, no spoilers, it was just who, ooh, maybe keep an eye out to socials. Who signed off <laughs> on this madness, eh? The the, the co host and co founder of the podcast, oh, me. Oh goodness. <laughs> I got I got I got word from the from the high ups, from the from one of the big cheeses himself, Jeez. me. <laughs> that bloody high bloody dump dump bloody <laughs> big news on the horizon it's like yeah. a it's like a really bad band name <laughs> <laughs> they were trying to follow up from huey lewis in the news yeah look what and bring me the horizon it's like an 80s metal pop throwback <laughs> <laughs> what have i watched this week uh not very much i don't think um I mean, I carried on watching The Walking Dead. (laughs) (laughs) Where Uh, are you up to now? So, we're at the bit where... uh, What's happened? What's happened? I'm at the bit where it starts to get a bit stagnant, to be fair. It starts to get a bit like, uh, yeah, you kind of forget what... Oh, um, yeah, Beth's dead. 
So that's happened. Um, yeah, you had the pig trough. Yeah, that oh, that was a People while eaters. ago. That was a while ago. Yeah, no, I've had the hospital. Uh, then they've gone to Noah's old town. Uh, Noah's the other guy from the hospital. Uh, Tyrese is having a bad time. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, Eugene and Abraham. That's happened. Uh, they found out Eugene's true motive. And other than that, that's it. It's, uh, I, I, I can never remember where Negan shows up. I can't. I, I feel like I've got one more bit before Negan shows up, but it could also be just round the corner. Um, you get the introduction to. They get to the town first, don't they? Like the walled off place. Um, they get there, and then stuff with Negan and Kingdom and stuff starts to go down after that, don't they? Yeah. Top. Uh, last... That's like when you get introduced to all the different factions and stuff. Right. See, end world. of season six. I'm looking for. That's where. Uh, that's where I get up to, and I'm like towards the end of season five. So we're getting there. I'm nearly caught up to where I stopped watching. <laughs> Maybe. Little pig, little pig. <laughs> Me. So excited to see that scene again. You know. I've not watched oh, it since the 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 eeny meeny miny mo scene. Yeah, I'm just really excited to see. Uh, uh, I would not be excited for that scene. No, I'm just excited to see Jeffrey Do- uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Negan on screen again and feel as though it's the first time I've seen it again. To be fair, now that I've seen it, like I remember that episode was just I've never felt so anxious. I was literally I was walking around my living room watching it. I've never felt so anxious. There was that and like Joker were the two things that proper like gave me almost anxiety attacks. Yeah, like, but that was like I was proper heavy breathing watching that episode because it was like an hour and a half long, wasn't it? As well, so it was a longer episode. Yeah, it was like a double length episode. And like they just keep hitting roadblocks and stuff like that, and I was like, oh, "I can't deal with this. <laughs> Too much shit's yeah. going down." But that was it. It's peak, man. That's like, whoa! You've got this Negan guy. They've just gone through this like really tough time. That it just gets worse, really bad. But uh, no, exciting times. Exciting times. Mm. Um, I've not really watched much else. Uh, what have you been watching? Um, I'm trying to think what the order of when we recorded stuff. So we recorded on Thursday, didn't we? So what did I watch? I believe I hadn't watched Hereditary at that point. Did I talk to you about Hereditary? Uh, no, you were no. no. We talked about it like off podcast. I think a little bit with the with the boys, with the boys, the lads, which is now concluded. <laughs> The boys. No, I didn't mean the show. The boys. I know. I just wanted to talk about it. It's kind of sad. <laughs> you, just, you just wanted to talk about the boys again. The boys. Always we've, enough because we've not done enough episodes on the boys. <laughs> Sorry, I mean you mean on the boys. The boys. Um, yeah, so I watched Hereditary. Ooh, that film is so fucking good. It's so creepy and dark, and just it's so slow, and it just ramps up in pace and ramps up with, like, just escalating fucking weirdness and creepiness and everything, and then just, like, it just sort of crescendos at the end with just, like, batshit insanity. And, yeah, it's fucking cool, man. It's such a good film. The uh, yeah. the, the Haunting of Blind Manor is meant to be good as well, speaking That's of that what I was about to talk. 
talk about because I've just started that. I think I'm on episode five now. Oh, okay. Um, it is it is good. Um, I didn't see the first half of The Haunting on Hill House. I tuned in for the second half. Um, um, so I know that ended like really cool and that was like exploring like, I think there was like five kids and they all had a, were represented a different stage of uh, grief and all that sort of stuff and exploring that in a cool way. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like they're obviously turning it more into an anthology series, but there's one returning actress um, who's like, she's now the narrator of this season where she was one of the characters in the first season. So I think that's how they're going to thread it all together. Um, I cannot remember her name. I always forget it. Um, the Haunting of Bly Manor. Gonna of course fill, she doesn't come up on the main page. Fill of the silence. She fill the silence. Hill House instead. What is her name? Uh, Carla Gugino. Very um, cool. She's the mum from Spy Kids. Uh, okay. <laughs> there you go. You knew who that was. Yeah. Oh, the son as well. The guy who played Luke in the first one is back for it. Are all the characters back? How do we run a podcast not knowing anybody's name of films or anything? That we've okay, seen? so so because I barely watched Haunted on Hill House, I didn't realise a lot of the cast have come back again. There's a lot of characters come back again. Uh, like Victoria is now playing the lead role. Uh, Oliver Jackson is back. He's um, one of the lead characters. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's pretty cool. So yeah, they're doing like an anthology series, almost like a Netflix version of uh, American Horror Story, only it's it's a bit more in the mind rather than just American Horror Story is just a slasher show, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what else did I watch? Um... Did I say I was rewatching The Mandalorian? Because I'm, no, I'm rewatching The Mandalorian. Uh, oh you, no, you didn't say you were rewatching The Mandalorian. I'm rewatching The Mandalorian. I just finished episode three. How Ooh. are you finding uh, rewatching The Mandalorian? Uh, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna uh, do it. I need. To, I'm gonna do it re- leading up to season two. Definitely. Yeah. Well, I, I'm I'm getting through like one episode like every couple of days or something. So, like by the time I finish it. Like, it'll only be a couple of days away, probably. Oh, that's nice to know. It's really nice um, to know that we're actually going to be able to watch something that's actually due to come out and when it comes out, be yeah. able to watch it. <laughs> um, I think that's it, really, in terms of big things that I've watched. Um, nothing else we really need to cover off anyway. I'm probably just forgetting some stuff. Okay, right. Uh, do you want to talk some news, then? Let's talk some news. New news or old news? New news. Uh, I mean, just news in general. Right, so, uh, do you want me to... Drop drop something hot and fresh on me. Right, okay, so... I think we just missed this after we started record... After we finished recording, because that's usually what happens. Yeah. But green light for Green Lantern Corps series on HBO Max. That's what I was thinking before we started recording. I was like, you told me something the other day, and I can't remember what it is. That's what you were saying. Yeah, it's got the green light to go ahead, so I'm guessing they're happy with the scripts now, because last time we heard they were toying around with loads of different versions of the scripts and ideas for the series. Someone say it, the lantern was lit in green. Mm-hmm. Ho, 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 Funny. Um, right, yeah, <laughs> HBO Max is going to kill it. HBO Max is doing so much stuff. I, I think it's probably going to be good. Looking at the other stuff that's coming out of HBO Max lately, 
all the stuff that's about to come out of HBO Max. I'm really excited for it. I think they're going to pour a lot of money into it and make it look so good. Yeah, well, I mean, you've got um, Raised by Wolves is doing really well on there at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's the Ridley Scott series, isn't it? I watched, speaking of this Raised by Wolves shenanigans, I watched <laughs> the strangest, the strangest scene from Raised by Wolves. <laughs> where the, the I'm I'm assuming the main act the main actress um, the, like androgynous android thing yeah the mother yeah the mother I think yeah. yeah right so she 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 fucks some people up and then okay, she cool. she like she like takes off and starts flying but when she flies you know that T shape that you have when. Uh, like an animation <laughs> when your character glitches yeah, out yeah yeah like an like a <laughs> t-posing it's called t-posing yeah. yeah yeah like like gary's mod like prop hunt, yeah gary's mod yeah <laughs> just she just takes off and flies like that and it's the funniest <laughs> thing i've ever seen just I think it was meant to be like a christ-like allegory probably oh uh, no idea but it's just hilarious mate <laughs> it's so funny Weird. I need to I need to find it and just share it with you. Um, I think that was in the trailer, to be honest, because I remember I watched the trailer and you didn't. I think. Yeah, uh, I found it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on it and then I'll show it you. I'll show it you later because it's hilarious. <laughs> or, um, or I'll uh, share it on our Twitter because we should get more active on socials. Yeah, we definitely should. So uh, yeah, have you got? Do you want me to keep going with my news or? Yeah, yeah, you keep going. I'll keep going. Uh, I don't know whether we covered this off, but this story landed on the 13th of October on a movie web. So I don't well, That was only two days ago. That's only two days ago. Uh, it goes so fast. Um, <laughs> Coming to America... I struggled. Coming to America... The sequel. Uh, yes, the sequel. Coming one... Coming, coming to America, the sequel to Coming to America. <laughs> coming one America, coming to America. Coming on America... Coming, will be the parody. Coming for America. <laughs> That's Trump's next slogan. Coming out of America. <laughs> coming out of the European Union is what we did. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Politics, everybody. Uh, uh, yeah, coming to America will go straight to streaming on Amazon Prime in December. Okay, at least it's going to Amazon Prime somewhere where everyone can watch it. Look, I am excited for that. I do love the first one. Whenever someone says something's going to go straight to streaming, at least you can count on it to come out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of counting on things to actually come out, um, and an upcoming video idea, uh, podcast idea, sorry. Um, uh, Halloween Kills, um, Blum, the producer of it, has said that it is not going to get delayed anymore. I... I just completely fuzzed up whatever I was thinking in my head then, and it came out. That was the worst sentence I've ever seen. So, ever seen. Blum has said, Blum, the di- uh, the oh, you distracted it, me. It was, it was so bad I could see your words through the air, through through Discord as we record. Uh, I'm having a moment today, honestly. Right. So, Blum, one of the producers of the film, has said that the film would not be delayed anymore. So it's still scheduled for the 21st of October 2021. Got pushed back a whole year, but it's still coming out. It's not going to be delayed any further. They said they've shot it all. It's near enough finished editing, but they'll just keep pushing it back, obviously, to hit that Halloween release schedule the following year after the pandemic, hoping that everything's going to be okay. So he says it's not going to be delayed any further. 
Good job. It will be released on October 21st, which also leads into, I want to do for the Halloween episode, I narrowed it down, I want to talk about the original Halloween and Halloween 2018. Mm. Mm. They're not like, they're not like the scariest films in the world, so you'll be okay. Mm. They're fucking good, man. You need to watch them. And it's a Halloween episode. We may as well talk about Halloween. And then that means next year, in round about a year's time, we can watch Halloween Kills. Do you not want to get another guest on to do it? Do you not want to get Nope. Another? Nope. Because your reaction... Do you know what we should do? We should watch it together and like, like video call each other or something like that. Sure. <laughs> and we should like film our reactions to it. Should we? No, we should probably record the audio and then uh, do just, a commentary. Just play it as um, in parts of the next podcast episode. Just like <laughs> put those bits in between our normal scheduling. Yeah. And um, yeah. Or just... maybe you should do that because I've already seen them. So unless I'm talking uh... to you, I'm not really going to be like reacting that much because I've seen halloween that many times do we have to that's my big question yeah we do have to because it's halloween and we have a film Uh, podcast we need to watch a horror film and you said the other day you were like pick one and i'll watch one i'll force myself (sighs) to watch one you also found a website didn't you that tells you every jump scare and the scare rating of every horror film yeah so i can kind of prefer prepare myself i i think the one stipulation you can't do that for these films you can't spoil yourself why not because then it's spoiling it for yourself. We need genuine reaction, especially if you're going to record your reaction. We need genuine. We need. Yeah, true. We need nothing like not prepared at all. That's a shame. You're saying you're telling me I can't watch any of the films that I've checked the jump scares for. That's a uh, shame. Well, <laughs> no, I'm saying you can't check the jump scares for the two films that I just said. Um. Also, the first one doesn't really have that many jump scares because it was it's old school. Before okay. jump scares were the only thing that horror films did. Okay. All right. Okay, maybe. Okay. okay. Uh, what's our next story? Uh, we got a look at a poster for the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> I've uh, seen this. It's a uh, Lego severed Luke's hand, and it says, <laughs> to Luke from your father, and it's got a little bow wrapped around <laughs> it. And it's just, it looks Quality. so good. November 17th, it's coming out. Is this going to be a feature length or is it just like a mini? Uh, it just says original special streaming November seventeenth. Uh, so I'm assuming it's just like uh, just like the normal holiday special. The question is: Is it literally the holiday special in Lego form? Oh my god, the original holiday special with the Chewbacca family Life Day. Oh, I really hope it is Life Day. Yeah. Oh, I really hope it is. Now that you've said that, or at least it needs some sort of reference to that. Yeah, that's what I mean, though. But if you call it Star- Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, Lego usually do a pretty good job of like recreating like stuff from the films, just like and putting it with its own little yeah, twist well, on it. Have you seen the Lego Batman movie? Uh, I've seen bits of it. Have you seen the bit where it shows montages of Lego versions of all the different Batman? No. Uh, well, it, it has like a little montage of like all the different versions of. Uh, Batman oh, okay. um, from screen and animation and everything like that, but done as Lego, and then it cuts to Adam West, Batman sixty six, 
um, <laughs> live action. That's, that's pretty cool. So if they do something like that with the holiday special, like they do like Lego reinterpretations of like some of the funniest bits from Star Wars and stuff, and then maybe throw in some like live action holiday special nightmare fuel of that child's Wookiee. <laughs> nightmare fuel. <laughs> it is nightmare fuel, that Wookiee. You know what's really funny? I use the meme of that child Wookiee for, for work stuff because <laughs> I'm like why works as a as a fan of Star Wars we have like a we have like a teams chat thing and uh because people don't really people at my work don't really like watch Star Wars there's not really anyone apart from maybe somebody else in the area who like is into Star Wars so when I post it, they just think that that's just a standard thing from Star Wars. But what I really like to think in my head is like, <laughs> yeah, no, that's not a... You're, you're going to show someone that and they're yeah. going to be like, WTF, why is this what you associate with Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> it's just like warping somebody's re- reality on Star Wars. Yeah, I like that. This is like a little joke on someone. Yeah, people think like, oh, Baby Yoda, oh, Baby Chewbacca. Uh, oh, Baby oh. Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's freaky as out. honestly. Oh, brilliant. Uh, you Weird. know what's cooler than a Lego Star Wars holiday special? Do you know what's cooler what? than a baby chihuahua? Uh, baby chihuahua? Baby Chewbacca? <laughs> baby chihuahuas are pretty cool. Yeah, but you know what's cooler than all of that? What? Fans ziplining into Godzilla's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this months ago. I don't know why you've only just... Uh, then again, I think when I saw it, it was just like demo... Uh, like it was just the concepts of it. Is this like an actual video of people actually doing it? Yeah, now? this is like, you know, the people, the the creators of Godzilla just having like a good old wander around of it. And then it's dead funny because there's a bit where you can stand near it and it's like a bit of like a shooting gallery thing. But they've actually all got bloody P90s, like actual weapon, like <laughs> military P90s when they're doing it. So, oh I mean, my god! And that looks really? horrifying, that version of Godzilla as well. So it's based off the new like Shin Godzilla movie yeah so it's got like the weird tiny like googly eyes which for some reason are just haunting i'm uh i'm gonna do everybody a solid and i'm gonna share it on the twitter do it i'm I'm watching it now it is really like like that would terrify me i've got this weird sort of thing like my imagination from being a kid is just like way too over the top and like you know like when you would go to like a dinosaur park or something and they got like animated dinosaurs and stuff like that Oh, like, like I would, uh, I- you know where I went to? I went to, uh, what zoo was it? I went to Blackpool Zoo, and yeah. Blackpool Zoo has a dinosaur part of it, but it's all just, like, animatronics that just yeah. repeat the same, like, 30 seconds of noise, and, uh, yeah, it's just, like, hang on, people are, like, slowing down and walking around to look at to look at like just just fake these, dinosaurs just these fake dinosaurs just like moving on a pivot and people are like wow look at that it's like you've come to a zoo where there's real animals and you've come to look that that sums up 2020 that's that's 2020 for me. <laughs> they've got one down in devon and it is it's like a dinosaur dinosaur park slash zoo but they've got like a whole bit where it's like like it's like every half an hour it'll activate and like it's got like a big T-Rex like bursts out of a shipping container and stuff like that and then you get like the little like acid spitter ones but they spit water into the crowd and stuff like that and like 
but I've like since a kid, and it's just something that I can't shake. I can never like turn my back to them because they freak me out too much. Like I need to stare at them because I feel like if I turn my back to them, I'm gonna get fucking munched on or something. And just seeing that giant Godzilla, I would be like, I'm way too close to these teeth, me. I feel like um, <laughs> it's gonna come alive and. Yeah, we had a we had a mate in college who had like a proper phobia of mascots, and I was like, oh no, that's silly! Like it's just like like a big fluffy Pikachu or something who shit himself, <laughs> and uh, I'm like that, but like with like lifelike looking dinosaurs, which I know definitely aren't real. <laughs> uh, what's the next story? Anyway, that Godzilla, uh, Godzilla thing, it's got a little museum with it and stuff. That looks pretty cool. I'd yeah. go see that. Yeah, are you watching it now? Yeah, yeah, I've already seen it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Toei Animation have got a, um, not Toei Animation, but Toei have got a, 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 what's it called? A whole like museum and stuff in Japan with loads of the stuff from their films, like Seven Samurai, and they've got like the original Godzilla costumes and stuff like that. I'd oh, love okay. to go to that one day. It's pretty interesting. Uh, what else have we got news wise? Um, oh, the UK is getting a Disneyland, if you didn't know this. I thought this kind what? of feels kind of relevant. So. What? Uh, UK Disneyland new images uh, give sneak peek of rides and fil- film themed attractions. Uh, it's going to have a London resort, apparently. Is this going to have. Right, so I saw a headline the other week as well saying there's a BBC theme park being made. Are they going to be linked together in some way, maybe? I mean, I don't know who's making theme parks in today's climate. Jeez. Um, BBC as well. What are they going to do? Fucking have like a BBC 24 news. Like roller coaster or something. Doc, Doctor Who twenty four seven. Fucking EastEnders fucking <laughs> roller coaster. Get out my pub and fucking <laughs> Oi, that butcher just Oi. pushes you out a fucking door and you go backwards on the roller coaster or something. Jesus. You got an animatronic fucking Ross Kemp staring at you. So I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about this UK Disneyland. Nothing left. Uh, it's going to be in Kent, and it's going to be the size of 136 Wembley stadiums. Ooh. Uh, I was about to say, please don't make it be small. So, a closer look suggests that there may be an Aztec-themed land with an ancient citadel and pyramid, as well as a fairground. That better uh, have an Indiana Jones-themed ride in it, I'm telling you. Uh, counted approximately eight large roller coasters, uh, loads of other fun rides... Uh, there's going to be one large blue shit, blue shit, blue fish shaped <laughs> building, uh, which features uh, could be also an aquarium. Uh, park creators are currently remaining tight lipped oh, wow, on what exactly the rides will be on offer. But last year saw the resort sign a deal with Paramount Pictures, so we're betting on a Hollywood theme as well. Looks Look interesting. These designs. Yeah, it looks interesting. Looks really interesting. Um, I don't think it's going to be as good as uh, the further afield Disneyland's. I don't no, see... No, it, it's definitely going to be a lot smaller. I don't see a Disney like, that castle. That is big. But no, that's what I'm thinking. There's no castle. There's no main street. In the bin with it. It seems more like California Adventure. Put it in the bin. Yeah. I mean, it'll be cool. Um, oh, yeah. And the rides there are always really good. If they have something Star Wars themed, then I'm in. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like, give me a Star Wars themed roller coaster. 
Yeah, and it's something a little bit different to Alton Towers and uh, whatever Blackpool <laughs> Pleasure Beach and what other <laughs> Fort Park. Yeah. yeah, like British theme parks are a bit naff. Like they've got some good rides, but they are kind of naff. Yeah, a little bit. I, I, my favorite one was Camelton and uh, Camelton, <laughs> Camelot. <laughs> Oh, um, Camelot. Yeah, yeah. And that that closed down, didn't it? That oh, hasn't man. been torn down yet. It's just a derelict, overgrown theme park man. now. And I wrote a fucking... I started to write a script for a found footage horror film that I wanted to make in there. And I never never followed up on it. Yeah, Camelot was dope. Yeah, but you we still went to watch... Camelot together in high school. Yeah, you, you went and watched the, um, the jousting. That yeah. was that was hardcore, man. That was so hardcore. The jousting, like you think about it now, it's like definitely was fake. Like, oh uh, no, no one's just turning up to go and actually joust no, each other. No, no, but like, no, but there are places where like they'll actually do like semi-real jousting. But like this one, like they never even made contact. Like thinking back on it now, it's like wow, they didn't even nearly make contact. No, but like it was just guys that. falling off the horses and stuff like that. Like yeah, they were probably using rubber poles as well. Yeah, and then they'd fall off the horse, and then they'd have like a sword fight in the middle of it as well. Yeah, the Black Knight would always come stomping out of nowhere. That always reminds me of the first episode of Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with the the mountain and uh, the hound and yeah. um, the the Knight of Roses. Yeah, what a what a scene! What a Rem, uh, Remley Baratheon. That wasn't Remley the Baratheon, was it? Was it? Uh, maybe was it Remley? I'm, I'm going to say yes because I have no idea. Renly. Uh, no, it wasn't Renly. It was the one that he was hooking up with, uh, Loris Tyrell. Uh, obviously, Roses the Tyrell family. That's the one uh, played by uh, Finn Jones, Iron Fist himself. There you go. Mm. We got to the bottom of it. Um, I'll, I'll do a story next. The Batman, the Batmans, yes, has resumed filming. It has resumed Liverpool, filming right on our doorstep. Okay, so there's some stuff to talk about. We've got first look at Selena Kyle in a day where, like, we got a shot of everyone leaving um, the funeral for the mayor. We think mm-hmm. um, proper photos of, uh, that also had Penguin in as well. Looks cool, Carmine Falcone. Yeah, Don looks, Toro it in looks there. cool in uh, daylight, which is very, yeah. very, very interesting because yeah, the prosthetics look great. Yeah, he's so co, and you can tell it's more uh, Colin Farrell now as well. I think yeah, like if you kind of cover the bottom half of his face, you can see that it's Colin Farrell. Yeah, but, it, it's yeah. still his eyes. Like they've even put like prosthetics on his brow, I think, as well. But yeah, it's still his eyes. You can tell it a lot more. Yeah, he does look fantastic, though. Um, also, we had shots of... Um, this was, I think, before Robert Patterson rejoined the set. Um, the stunt performer for Batman was in the suit doing a lot of the stuff around the city. Yeah. Um, we saw people taking like photos of him getting ready in costume and stuff like that in like local buildings and stuff like that. But also, we had a video come out I think it was on top of the liver building, I think. Mm. Like like meant to be like on a clock face, he's stood like at the top of this huge building and the the stunt guy's clearly like attached to the building, but he like starts to do a bit of a fall and then obviously they'll cut into probably a CGI fall like 
you know, like he's going in for a big swoosh off the building with the cape out and stuff like that. Yeah, and literally yeah, that was only... pretty cool. Like it, it looked like it was like pretty much daylight as well. Like just just before sunset, probably. Um, it was like up there, so getting some like daytime Batman action, maybe. We're gonna watch this and see a lot of Liverpool in. Uh, yeah, it's in gonna be film. cool to see like places that we know. Yeah, especially like my family's from Liverpool. Fucking scooses big up, Scoos. like. Um, so it's going to be cool to see like what feels like a second home to me on screen in the Batman. But um, I wonder if the shot that we saw of um, when we see the car going into, I wonder if that's in Liverpool. Like the I car wonder, going into like the funeral scenes and stuff, or unless that's on like a soundstage. Um, yeah, I think that was. Like the internal bits, I think will probably be on a soundstage, probably. But I think that was before they really did much shooting in Liverpool. Most of the trailer is from up in Glasgow. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it, there is some from Liverpool. Mm. Um, was there anything else uh, to do with the Batman's? Not that um, thing. Did called. you see Matt Reeves and how absolutely armored up against COVID he was for this? No, <laughs> he's like. So I'll I'll describe it while you try and find it. So basically, Matt Reeves is wearing like a green poncho, and then on top of that, he's got like a hair net on, and then he's got goggles on, and then he's got an N95 mask on. He looks absolutely. He looks like um, keeping it relevant to what I've been watching. He looks like in The Walking Dead where they uh, they kill a zombie to like pour all the guts over themselves so <laughs> they can sneak through. Uh, sneak through. I, I don't know whether you found it yet. Have you found it? No, I can't find it. No, I'll send it to you so I can get your reaction while we're while we're here. But he's uh, yeah. he's definitely maintaining. I did just find. Carry on. I was saying he's definitely maintaining that two meter distance. Uh, Apparently, all the cast for the Batman wore like an earpiece so that they could still be directed by Matt Reeves without having to like, ha- without him having to go up towards him and close to them. But the earpieces are like flesh coloured and clear so that you can't see them. I'm seeing other people masked up on the set. Oh yeah, look at him there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He, he looks like when they're in the city and they chop up the zombies. Yeah, all over literally. <laughs> he's like so armored up. He's like. He looks so like ready. he's about to like step in for the Riddler in that one scene. I know. Yeah, maybe it is. Maybe that's who it is. Maybe it's the Riddler, and maybe it's not Matt Reeves, and we're all just going to be trolled all along. Maybe what I am seeing though, when I was searching for that, is uh, one of the set photos that came out a couple of days ago has got a. Um, the Batman getting off his bike with Selena Kyle. It looks like a follow-up from the other shot that we saw because they're wearing the same gear. But he's got a gun holster. He's in his Batman costume. He's got a gun holster strapped to his leg. Uh, uh, you, know, you know that's not a gun, though. You know that's I was definitely... thinking it's probably going to be a taser. Looking at the shape of it, it looks a bit too square at the back. It doesn't look like it's got like a trigger. Is uh, it not a trigger? Do you not uh, reckon what's it's... What's a... it called? The, the, the fucking... Pin at the back. I'm forgetting. My Do you not reckon it's a now. grapple gun? Or maybe a grapple gun. Yeah, because that seems a bit more Batman. Yeah, maybe. Um, I keep clicking the wrong fucking thing here. Anyway, while you're clicking through, shall I move? It on just doesn't it? look like it's got the head of a grapple, but it, it could possibly in there just a different design. I was thinking maybe a taser, but yeah, grapple gun makes more sense. 
Shall I move on to next story? Yeah, carry on. Absolutely flying through these stories right now. I'm trying to leave We've like a bit, I'm trying to leave like a couple of big ones till last that we can yeah. kind of really divulge about. Keep people sticking around. Um <laughs> Walking Phoenix to play Napoleon in new film from director Ridley Scott. Yeah. Um they've worked together in the past on Gladiator. Um I'm not sure if they've worked together on any other films, but Gladiator's fucking quality film. It'd be nice to see um, Ridley Scott tackling a period piece again. Mm. Um, when was the last time he did that? Can you even believe that that's uh, Walking Phoenix and Gladiator watching back? Uh, yep. <laughs> it still very much looks like him. It does, but it's just so different. Uh, Gladiator, Kingdom of Heaven... Yeah, he hasn't done many... Oh, he did Exodus, Gods and Kings in 2014. That was was probably the last time he did a... Questionable, questionable (laughs) film. 2010's Robin Hood. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be pretty good in whatever he's in. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, quality. I was I was just trying to think like when was the last time Ridley Scott did a period piece? Uh, he, he did some really good ones. Like he's with the the mythology and <laughs> stuff like that and religion and stuff. So I mean, anyway, this one of, will be better. Speaking of Napoleon and speaking of uh, that kind of vibe, we've got Gal Gadot huh? cast as Cleopatra working okay. with Patty. I, I wondered again. how you were connecting those two then <laughs> <laughs> historical figures okay that that was i'll the take five historical figures for. for 500 please <laughs> so <laughs> yeah what did you think about this this broke literally just after we started record after we stopped recording yeah um i mean it's good to see them working together we clearly have a great relationship um gal Gadot is from she's from israel isn't she so she's from a near enough part of the world mm-hmm. uh, it's not complete like they're trying to like whitewash and just cast like the whitest, most American actress in the role. Like, <laughs> like it's something like poignant to her area of the world and stuff like that. And it, it's that they're pitching it as because I saw it on Gargado's Instagram was the first place I saw it. She's pitching it as it's the first time Cleopatra's story is actually being told from a female perspective. Um, it's always been like male directors, male writers, and everything like that talking about it. So it'll be interesting to see what those two do with it, mm. um, wh- how it's going to look visually as well. Are they going to look go for more of a period piece looking film, or like is it going to be a bit more flamboyant, like um, the original Cleopatra film that we got back in the fifties or sixties? Like, is it going to be sort of like one of those big budget Hollywood ones or is it going to look more real? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Is yeah, it going to have yeah. that like Wonder Woman in the mascara heightened look to it? Mm. We'll have to wait and see. I don't know. But it is good to see those two working together. And that also segues me very nicely into my next story. Have you heard the whole thing about um, Pedro Pascal um, forming the character of uh, Maxwell Lord for... Wonder Woman 84. Uh, in what sense? So uh, it's come out this week, like what he did behind the scenes and everything like that and workshopping the character to find the character. Have you heard anything about this? No. 
So Patty Jenkins, uh, Jenkins really wanted Pedro Pascal. Like he was her number one choice before they even thought about like casting the role. Um, so that's she got him, and he literally just threw himself into it. And he was making like scrapbooks and stuff like that, where he's like drawing pictures of the character and like taking photos of himself, looking like what. Uh, they describe the character as in the script and then like taking parts of his script and like proper workshopping it making mood boards and a scrapbook and everything like that just trying like find the character and just like being like like a picture of himself dressed up as maxwell lord and he's just like writing thought bubbles just there like you're the biggest piece of shit in the world and all this sort of stuff wow. <laughs> like taking lines of his dialogue and like putting it coming out of his mouth and stuff like that like, he seems like he went all out just to find this like Jeez. weird t- technical uh, heightened 80s super villain wow yeah That's, i love people yeah. doing stuff like that like it's just it's out there but if it works to find the character so well then yeah fucking go for it yeah wicked uh, i'm really excited for this um it's such a shame that they're going to be so pushed back but yeah really <sighs> excited christmas now mm. Mm. plus i mean jumping back quickly to uh cleopatra and napoleon um i'm quite excited for both of these films because you never know what the vibe's gonna be until it hits like until you, yeah. you see a trailer you have no idea really of like the the feeling of the film or anything it's like when you yeah. get a Joker film announced. We've seen the Joker on screen before. You can tell a little bit from the vibe, you know, especially when it got announced with like that. Um, well, we knew it was happening, but um, remember that screen test footage that we got? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just absolutely um, hit a vibe that you knew you were going to get with it. Where with stuff I'm, like this, I'm it's quite open ended. Yeah, I'm hoping with like Walking Phoenix, we might get like. You know, like wartime Napoleon, and maybe like see like the darker side of like the Napoleonic Wars and stuff like that, mm-hmm. instead of just sort of like the the high glossy like Pirates of the Caribbean esque looking period pieces about like people like Napoleon, where it's mostly just like them in boardrooms and stuff like that. Like, kind of want to see like a darker side of the Napoleonic War. I can't remember the last time we had a film about the Napoleonic War. That's probably yeah. a good thing that we're getting one pretty soon then. Yeah, yeah, and it, it is a good team working behind it. I'm, I'm hoping for that sort of like darker sort of side of that. Maybe, maybe explore the character a lot more. Maybe in like his his final days as a general and stuff. Mm. 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 Moody, be proper moody because like Walking Phoenix. Also, is he going to be doing a French accent? Oh, you'd, you'd hope. You so. would hope so. But is he going to be like do it, speaking English in a French accent, or is they going to go full on? You need to speak French for this film, <laughs> oh. and it's going to be all subtitled, just like Walking Phoenix. Oh, oh, oh. On mean, du fromage. That is something that I could see him doing as part of yeah. like his uh, method acting and all that. Definitely. Also, uh, how tall is Walking Phoenix? Uh, I, I don't know. He's pretty tall. <laughs> Cause, cause Napoleon was notoriously very short. <laughs> it's gonna be ironic. You'll have to be on his knees for most of the shooting. Um, let Let's see. Uh, Wikipedia normally has people's heights on it. He's forty five. He's only forty five. I think I feel like he looks a bit older. No offense to the guy. Like I feel <laughs> like he looks a bit older. You know how most actors are normally like way older than you think they are. 
Like, not, uh, he's not got like the Jared Leto fountain of youth. That's what I was about to say. Like you know, like baby face looking. Like, like, uh, I thought Walking Phoenix was going to be like fifty, but he's forty-five. A bit like Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd found the fountain of youth. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he's just bathing in Shangri La. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me just see this. <laughs> um, height is one meter seventy-three. What's that in feet and inches? Come on now, we're British. <sighs> Tell me again. Uh, I'm go- I'm googling. Um, uh, don't tell me in centimeters. I can figure it out in centimeters. Google Jesus. <laughs> He's five foot seven. Oh, that's strange. We're taller than him. <laughs> <laughs> we are a lot taller. Than him. <laughs> We're like 10 inches taller than him. Maybe he's uh, perfect for Napoleon. <laughs> Napoleon height. <laughs> he is a whole. Uh, five centimeters taller than him, so yeah, he's pretty spot on. <laughs> wow, perfect. I was gonna say, are they gonna have to like CGI him to make him look smaller? No, it's <laughs> that like... was like my main thought. Was like, how are they gonna make him seem small? You know what? They'll do all that Hobbit perspective shifting uh, stuff that they do with the cameras and the props, where it makes him look small. Like yeah, a Hobbit. Well, um, so Corridor Digital do um. Uh, special effects artists react and they did a whole one about Bollywood and literally the whole episode was about this one film where they make like a five foot ten actor look like he's three foot tall Mm. and it's insane the lengths that they went to go through to do it like instead of just like super like doing a head replacement like they filmed it with the actual actor so they filmed one with the actor at his normal height to get like his face lit properly and everything like that then they did another one. Like the whole film was built on like a sound stage, so that they could have a trench wherever he had to walk, so that he could be down, matching the eye line with his other actors and stuff like that. And then they would also do another pass with like a child or a, a, a short male actor, like doing the body replacement as well. And then they would like merge the three shots together. And then they had to do a plate shot, which means they just had to do the scene without him in it. It was absolutely mental. Instead of just like doing a face replacement, you know, like they did for Captain America. Mm. Instead of just doing that, like they did all this just so that it could be as much of this actor. And then they did like versions where they were like shortening his own body and stuff like that. It was absolutely insane the lengths that they went to. Well, I thought maybe they were going to have to do that for Napoleon, but no, they didn't. Also, so I don't know much about Napoleon. So I'm just on. I'm just on Google right now. Right, it took it took nineteen years for them to bury him. Sorry, he died on May fifth, eighteen twenty one, and he wasn't buried until the fifteenth of December, eighteen forty. I mean, was there much left to bury at that point? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, it would have just been bones by that point. Maybe that's how they did it in the olden times. Maybe, maybe he had like one of those things, you know, where like they. Cuvier and almost uh, maybe they put him in like a sarcophagus in like a cathedral or something maybe and then mm. I don't know maybe <laughs> maybe I maybe, don't know maybe. I'm just I'm just reading about Napoleon now <laughs> right uh, I have I think another story before we can move on to a couple of big ones it's not really a story okay, go on um, it's something that's just come to Sky in the UK that we were talking about before but has oh, been. Okay has been available in the US for quite a while. 
Um, but it's the first time I've seen it, which is uh, the Comey rule, which is the Donald Trump drama versus the uh, FBI, head of the FBI. Yep. Um, like, very interesting. <laughs> and... I, how how did this not make it into any of our, like, stratospheres? Like, we did not know this was a thing at all. And it's fully aired in America. And, like, like uh, what's his name? It's not Donald Gleason. Um What's his name? The actor in it who's playing Trump. Oh, um... Patrick Gleason? No, Patrick Gleason. Brendan Gleason. Brendan Gleason. There we go. Jesus. Um, <laughs> his Trump is fantastic. Yeah, it's brilliant. From what we saw in the trailer, anyway, like he's got the voice down and he kind of looks like him in a weird way. Mm. Like, but didn't you say that he was getting a load of one star reviews? And how much do we think of those are like legitimate criticisms, and which ones are just probably just Trump fans uh, just writing it down? If I was to split it, I would probably say seventy percent Trump supporters, thirty percent criticisms, maybe. <laughs> probably, yeah. Just absolutely slating the shit out of it, just because they don't want people to tear down the the untouchable Trump. No, not my untouchable leader. <laughs> no, not the greatest man in the world. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah. Loyalty. I, I want to watch it now. Like, I really want to watch it. You yeah. were saying like they've got people playing Barack Obama in there. They've got Boyle from Brooklyn Nine Nines in it. <laughs> yeah, they do. Hey, look, honestly, I, I was quite. It's Jeff Daniels in the lead role as well. I'll, I'll say that now. Yeah, I mean, as a as a UK viewer who isn't really tied to US politics at all. Uh, I think it looks pretty cool. I think it looks very interesting. Uh, I I wouldn't mind giving it a try. You know what I mean? I think it's also no coincidence when it was released. (laughs) Absolutely no coincidence. (laughs) Which, I mean, bravo. Bravo. Like, before the 2016 election, somebody released a film about Clinton and, like proper bad mouth in her so like they were running the adverts for their film not marketing stuff for the actual election they marketed it and put the adverts out on every tv network in america during the presidential campaign right before the election so it was basically just propaganda against her mm. it was like this film trailer it's like holy shit like it's just come up at this point isn't it mm-hmm. right chris I've got three relatively decently big stories to talk through with you. Yes. Are you ready, son? Are you winning, son? Right. I've got one up in front of me, so do you want me to roll with this? Because I know it's going to be one of your big three. Yeah, yeah. Mad Max Furiosa. Yep. We knew he was back in production. We knew Charlize Theron wasn't on board with it. And we were like, what the fuck's going on here? Turns out it's a prequel. Yeah. Okay. It's a prequel. Fair I enough. thought you said pretty cool, but I was going to agree. <laughs> <laughs> so, we've got the casting of Young Furiosa now, and to be honest, I am really happy about this. It's Anya Taylor-Joy from The Witch, The Mutants, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She is a great actress. She carries The Witch by herself, and I can see her. She does look like... She does weirdly look like a young Charlize Theron. You can see it, can't you? You can yeah. see um you can see the Furiosa 100%. Yeah, definitely. 
so else have the we other got for casting. Us? We've also got our best performing, well, second best performing podcast ever, Extinction himself, Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, like, boy. And also, we've got from Watchmen, from Aquaman, from the upcoming Aquaman Two, Yaya Abdul Mantine the Second. This is a real did not good... stumble on that name. No, this is a real good trio of cast. Oh, yeah, it's so good. Like, this has restored a bit of faith for this film now. Um, I'm not sure how much Greg Miller has to do with this film. I think he might be a producer, maybe a co-writer on it. I don't think he's directing it from what I've heard. Greg Miller? George Uh, Miller. George Miller. Greg (laughs) Miller is a YouTube host. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I said George. I was looking at George, but didn't say George. I'm afraid I could not let that slide. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah. So, I don't know how much he's got involved with it, but I'm hoping this could lead to more future Furiosa films in the future. Maybe we get Chris Hemsworth and Yahya Abdul back for a Charlize Theron Furiosa film in the future, maybe? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or maybe get them back for a Mad Max film, get Mad Max back in there as well? Yeah, that'd be cool. Obviously, those characters will be older. You would have to probably age them up a bit, unless you age them down in in the prequel. Mm-hmm. Well, like they are stacking up the Mad Max universe with cast now. Like, could we bring them all into one big mega film? Because that'll be a fucking slapping cast. That Charlie yeah. Theron, Tom Hardy, like Chris Hemsworth and Yahya Abdul Mantine the Second. I mean, yes, please. Woo! Yes, Woo! please. Who else? Are they, like, there's definitely going to be like some other cool like character actors in this, just like in the background or like playing side characters. And I just, I want to know more now. I want to know more. I want to know more casting. I want to know what the plot's going to evolve around. Are we going to get a mortal, a Morton Joe back again? Like a young like, Morton Joe. Yeah, because Furiosa had clearly been there since she was it. She was with the. I can't remember what the group of female women were called. It's probably like the Valkyries or something like that. Mm. She was with them when she was a kid, and then she ended up at uh, whatever the place that Morton Joe rules over at. The so, Oasis, it's like the Oasis or something like that. Yeah, 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 something like that. So are we going to get him into it? Is this how she ends up there, or is this her time with the Valkyries before that, or anything like that? Are we going to see like a... A weirder, less gross, younger Immortan Joe, or what? Are we going to see the start of all these birthing mothers and everything like that? Like, they poured so much lore into the first film that it just wasn't explained. It was just put there. It's just like, like, this is the fucked up world that you live in. Deal with it. Yeah, <laughs> it was like, it's like, and now there's so many bits just to cherry pick. Just like, oh, we'll take a little bit of that. Oh, we'll take a little bit of that. Yeah, it's just like, this is part of it. This is just what's going on. Yeah. Get the. Well, uh, Get the 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 boys. What are they called? What are the? Oh, I'm forgetting what they're called now. Sorry. You know that Nicholas Holt plays like what are they called? What are those boys called? Something boys. Oh, those the Lost Boys. <laughs> Mad Max Boys. Uh, War Boys. Uh, War yeah. Boys. There you go. Boys. What does me brothers? That is in the <laughs> intro of. Uh, this podcast of get real yeah yeah there you go what that's me oh man are we gonna see the bullet farmer 
Oh, man, there's so much good shit in, the, in that film. Just bring it all back. Yeah, I'm pretty... In the words of Chris Hemsworth when he announced the casting, I'm pretty fired up over this. Is that what he said? Yeah. yeah. Are we going to see the origin of the guy with the fucking guitar that's strapped to the fucking speakers? <laughs> An absolute legend forever in our hearts. He got del- He got witnessed. <laughs> he did get witnessed. Fucking flames everywhere. All the way to Valhalla. Such a fucking metal film. Yeah, it's so metal. If you literally, if you gave that to us two when we were 14, 15, we would have been fucking shitting ourselves. <laughs> Shot very practically as well. Like, like, oh um, uh, Even when, how, when did this film come out? Um, when did Mad Max Fury Road come out? 2015, was it? I'm guessing 2015. 2015. I so going to the we were 20. It. Yeah. It still blew us away even then, but like, we were like proper metal kids back in the day. Could you imagine if got that as fucking kids? Moshes, some would say. <laughs> we would have just been there like long hair, fucking hair whipping it out, <laughs> off to see Suicide Silence the next week. <laughs> yeah, oh. uh, stoked, really stoked. It's so early days right now, but I'm really excited to see something come out of this. I just love Oh, uh, I've Road actually so remembered, much. Chris, there's four stories this week. Whoa! Is I forgot all about the new Monster Hunter trailer that we got. Let's talk about that. I thought that was one of your big three. I thought that was one of the big three. No, no. I've got a secret one that I don't think you've seen. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Bonus. So, we've, uh, we got a teaser last week. I think it was literally the day that... The day after we recorded the podcast, we had a teaser. It was like a 10-second teaser or something like that. Um, and then... The other day, we I think it was yesterday, or was it today? Uh, yesterday, yesterday, I think it was. Yesterday it was. We got the full trailer for Monster Hunter. Now, I've dabbled with the franchise here and there, but mm-hmm. I have a pretty solid understanding of the world that it is and everything like that. I've got a bug on my desk. <laughs> it's just fucking around on my laptop. You've played a couple of the video games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how familiar are you with the games? Like, uh, Not very. <laughs> not very. But this looks um, good. <laughs> okay, so... I saw it and I was like, this does not look or feel Monster Hunter to me at all. Even when they go to the other world and, like, obviously there's monsters fucking everywhere. It just felt like just a jack-off to the US military, like, let's shoot some dragons type of thing. <laughs> it felt more like a spin-off to Reign of Fire than it did to Monster Hunter. Yeah, like, Even I mean... when they get the big weapons and stuff, they keep just chucking, like, the big Monster Hunter weapons aside to get a bazooka. Yeah, I mean, the thing that kind of threw me off a little bit was the whole, oh, yeah, we're US military, and then we ended up going back in time. It's like, yeah, the ju- yeah, I don't think it was back in time. I think they ended up getting teleported to a Sorry. different realm. Yeah, yeah they like, get teleported. But, like, there just so happens to be loads of, like, electronic markers in a sandstorm, like, in the perfect position to just keep teleporting military members away. Yeah, it's like they get like, teleported to Capcom land and then... <laughs> but, like, I don't think they needed that aspect to the film, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it could have literally have just been, like, how uh, Monster Hunter World starts off, you know? Like, you just like, don't, you just have a shit. Put, have these characters in the world, and they already know... They've clearly done it for, like... Because Monster Hunter isn't the biggest franchise in the West, and obviously this is a Western production. You can tell that by the like the cast and everything like that. Um, 
Clearly, they've done it to sort of like it's an introduction, like you're falling into the world with them. I get why they've done it. I just don't like the fact that they've done it. And the trailer just ended up looking like, to be honest, like I'm mixed on the trailer because it looks like just turn your brain off and just watch like dragons on screen and monsters on screen, which I'm all for. Give me that. But like, they are like, and it's got Mia Djokovic in. It feels like they're just doing the Resident Evil treatment. Like they've taken another Capcom property. They put Mia Djokovic in it, and they're just there like, okay, let's try and twist this to make it totally different from what the source material is. Mm. But Do you get what I mean? At the same time, they have stayed really true to the uh, the monsters. And oh, the designs, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. actual designs of the stuff, they've stayed really true to. And it looks awesome. Like, there's a little video where... Uh, the director sits down and uh, shows the Monster Hunter game developers um, like some video clips of it, and they're like, "Yeah, that's like so spot on." Yeah, yeah. No, like the designs of stuff do look great. It's just it feels like when they go to the other world, it just feels like the world that they were already in because they were in a desert beforehand, and then they end up in a desert with big bones in. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it didn't feel like a real world. It just felt like like military shooting dragons you know what i mean like we didn't see like any civilization or anything we didn't see any of the cat creatures or anything you know what i mean like it didn't feel lived in like i'm all for like a film where you just watch action for two hours i'm all for it but when you start to take a property like this then i feel like you should have a bit more of the source material in is all i'm thinking yeah i mean we might be quite surprised but i just think i'm hoping so yeah I think it is going to be a little bit overshadowed at the bit, like the thing of, oh, why have we teleported to this random world? And oh, <laughs> we're 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 soldiers, but we, we're going to make it work. We're going to make it's it. It's literally watch any anime is what this is like. It's just an isekai. It's literally just somebody falls into a different world and like they're just going to be OP as fuck in this new world. Yeah, like I, I'm hoping like. For, at the moment, it's giving me like a similar feeling to Elite Battle Angel. Like, like I saw the promotional material and stuff like that. I was like, okay, it just kind of looks a bit schlocky. Like, I don't like like how it looks now. But when I went into Elite Battle Angel, I was reasonably surprised by how much I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm hoping to have the same sort of thing with this. Whereas, like, the trailers like left me lukewarm, and I'm hoping to be like presently surprised by it, even yeah. if it is just like like shooting a like monsters for two hours i'll probably be like yeah okay as long as it looks good and like it's got like a narrative in there somewhere as long as it's better than uh pacific rim 2 as long (laughs) as it's not wildly predictable i think is gonna be yeah just a couple twists and turns at least yeah for sure like i like mia Djokovic with the two like daggers which are on fire like like I like I like sort of like the last like ten seconds of the trailer like start to look pretty cool. I'm yeah. Like, okay. There's I, potential there. There's definitely potential. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm just watching the trailer back, and it looks like the actual weapons that they end up taking with them. So like the um, you know, things like the bazooka and stuff. It the looks like and stuff. they don't really work against the monsters, and that's why they have to more rely on the big anime swords and things like that. Yeah, cool. probably they'll probably work on some of the smaller ones and then when 
I can't I can't remember the name of the different monsters, but the one that like shows up right at the end, like it's like the one of the iconic ones. Like I think it was the box art for Monster Hunter two and three, or yeah. Try. I think it was called for the Wii. Like it, that's an iconic monster, mm-hmm. and I think like once that shows up, it'll be like, oh shit, this ain't gonna work now. That shit ain't gonna fly. Mm, I think uh, it's def- Mila Djokovic is definitely gonna carry this film. Yeah, like there are other members of the cast that I recognize. Um, Tony Jaa is playing the hunter. Um, I've seen him in um, uh, on back. I've seen what else has he been in? Like, uh, it's the on back films that I've seen. Yeah, so that's where I recognize him from. He's a really cool martial artist and stuff. He's he'll be doing loads of his own stunts. Got Ron Perlman's in there as well. Yeah, he's playing Um, the admiral. Uh oh, it's Ti. I'm thinking of. It's got Ti in. <laughs> Will we get little talking cats? I mean, I'm fucking hoping so. Even Apparently if they don't we will. talk, just like give me like the little cat people. I just want to see like you know like the village, like the hub world in the Monster Hunter games is always like a massive part for me. Like that's what like sells you on the world. Otherwise, you're just in like a series of dungeons full of dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like the hub world is what makes it feel lived in and everything like that. And we didn't really get any glimpses of that in the trailer. And I think that's what, like, you know, like I said, like I need the world that they fall into to feel lived in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest problem with like most Isekai stuff or like Journey to Another Realm stuff in like Western audiences. Like the world just, if it doesn't feel real and doesn't feel lived in for like the people in that world, then you just don't believe this person being in it do you mm-hmm. so yeah, that's true. yeah I, i'm I, i'm opti- uh, I, well i'm not optimistic I'm, I'm leaving myself open to be optimistic about it like yeah i'm hoping for good things to come from it yeah go. i think yeah. next story go on you can do yours because you know what the last one is before i get on to my uh, surprise one was this was this the spidermans it is the many spidermen this is this the spidermans the spidermans the uh, the fact that we it w- it was getting spread everywhere that it was confirmed that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield had signed contracts and now Sony have come out saying no they haven't. But then so there's another story happening? saying Sony reportedly trying to sign Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to three movie deal. It's just what? Yeah, we just cannot keep. Well, we don't know what's real and what's not, do we? That one sounds like major horseshit. Like you don't need three live action Spider Verse films because then you just you're taking it away from um, Tom Holland at that point, mm. like, and then like, I mean, it's just yeah, we don't talk need three about, of them. Just kind of talk about how we have absolutely no idea what's actually going on with this. But I mean, what do we know so far? We know that Doctor Strange is going to be prominent in this film. Uh, we know that it is going to be kind of multiversey. We know we're getting Electro in there. Jamie Foxx's Electro. The thing... Carry on. And usually, these kinds of rumours where we hear something like this is usually spot on. Like, it's it's not very likely like we hear stories like this and then it's like, oh, what happened to that? It's like it just... It ends up being the the thing, right? So... Yeah. Uh, Sometimes they twist slightly, like some of the more out-there stuff, or sometimes things are, are announced and people jump to conclusions about stuff. Like um, um, 
Evan Peters has been is apparently been cast in One Division, so everyone's like, "Oh my god, they're bringing in his, his version of Quicksilver and stuff like that." We don't have a clue what it is. Like nothing's been announced for it at all. Mm-hmm. So like sometimes things do get sensationalized and stuff like that. I think if they are signing a three picture deal, I think two of them might be uh, the other Into the Spider Verse animated ones. Maybe they're coming back to do voices, bringing their version of Spider Man into that multiverse yeah um because like we saw like the uh it was chris pratt voiced the other peter parker wasn't it into the or was it chris pine you mean lazy parker oh no it's jake johnson sorry jake johnson voiced him um I think somebody else voiced the one that died. We should talk. Uh, a, we should do an episode on Into the Spider Verse. Oh, I love that film so much. I love um, that film. But like his version of um, of Peter Parker was based largely on like the Tobey Maguire version. Like you got the whole introduction to his character and stuff like that. And it was it was the like essentially the the Tobey Maguire version. So I think they would probably just expand that multiverse. We don't need three live action multiverse films. No, no um, we do we do only need the one. Yeah, which it would be so cool to see. I don't want them to just rehash what we saw in Into the Spider-Verse because that was such an amazing film and I don't want anything to take away from what that film achieved. Mm-hmm. Um, the, also, the other headlines are that apparently it's going to introduce Miles Morales as well, which is perfectly fine. They've laid the groundworks in there so far. We've had um, uh, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover himself was playing his uncle, who becomes the Prowler. What's his name? Aaron uh, Aaron Davis, uh, yes. he played. So they are laying the groundworks for Mars Morales. And it would be cool for if when Tom Holland starts to age more, maybe aging out of the role of like the young teenage um, Spider-Man, you could see him become the mentor role. And he's in like the Avengers, and then you've got we keep talking about the build-up to like the champions of the Young Avengers with Spider-Man on it. Maybe then Mars Morales could take over that role in the younger teams. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it'll be nice to see if we end up getting like five films with this Spider-Man in, like five solo Tom Holland films. Seeing his journey from being the student to being the mentor, obviously, like that's a huge thing. Like Doctor Strange is meant to be playing his mentor in this, taking over from Tony Stark. So it's like, it'll be nice to see his progression from being the student to being the tutor. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it'd be pretty cool. Um, so that that's kind of what I'd hope to do, uh, for them to do if they bring in Miles Morales. Um, there's something else I was going to mention um, about that. Um, how, my head went blank. How do you see Peter Parker having to... Uh, Tom Holland Peter Parker... How do you see him having to deal with the multiverse? How do you see that being introduced? Like, what's the reason? You know what I that's mean? A, that's what I was thinking. Thank you. You led me onto it. So we were texting about this the other day, and I'm hoping it's a Spider-Verse related, so they're traveling through the different multiverses and teaming up and stuff like that to stop a threat. But B, at the same time, we had the last film end off with J. Jonah Jameson getting the tape out in Peter Parker as Spider-Man. Um, and there's a story called Peter Parker... Uh, sorry, called Spider-Man Fever, which is Spider-Man and Doctor Strange teaming up, going through different dimensions to cast a spell to make the entire world forget about Peter Parker's 
other identity as Spider-Man. Oh, so I'm hoping it's ah. a mix between the two. Yeah, between so instead having of a threat and then also having to do that. But maybe the threat is a threat because they know his identity. Yeah. So there was lots of rumors about maybe being Craven the Hunter and being like um uh, the deadliest hunt or Craven's last hunt or something like that where he tries to kill Spider-Man because he knows his real identity. They could do that, but I can't really see Craven as being like a big like multiverse hopping thing, but in Fever, they're going to, you know, sort of like all the weird pocket dimensions that we saw in Doctor Strange and where Dormammu was and stuff like that. Yeah. Like the proper like Kirby-esque dimensions. That's where they were going in this, whereas in the film, because they are introducing the, the multiverse and this comes out before Multiverse of Madness, like hopefully like the multiverse is like proper fractured open and that's what causes all the ble- uh, bleeds through reality so instead of just going through like jack kirby's dimensions they're going to alternate universes they're going to through the multiverse instead of different dimensions to like reset their timeline so that nobody knows who peter parker is i mean what villain do you introduce that could be a multiverse hopping threat I don't think you necessarily introduce one villain. They've wanted to do Sinister Six for so long. And opening up the multiverse, you've got all these established villains. You've got Green Goblin. You've got Green Goblin 2. You've got um, Sandman. You've got um, and uh, uh, not Ant-Man. Too many animal-based heroes and villains. Uh, Doc Ock. You've got Electro. You've got Lizard. Um, they set up the Sinister Sticks at the end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Sinister Sticks. So they've got all these (laughs) Sinister... Sinister Six. Stickinster Six. Yeah. A speech impediment. Those bloody Sinister Sticks. (laughs) (laughs) There's too many S's and my mouth is too fluid right now. Looking at me funny. (laughs) So, like, they've already got all these established things. They could bring in... uh, You've got Vulture in there as well still. You've got their new version of... uh, Well, not new version, the only version. Scorpion was set up in the prison. Um, You've got maybe tying in Morbius and Venom in the multiverse as well. Like, you've Mm -hmm. got enough there to make at least a Sinister Six. You've got... uh, You could bring back Mysterio as well. So you've got so much potential there. I don't think you need one villain. I think the same way the different Spider-Men are crossing over by fractures in the multiverse, maybe... Um, maybe you have the villains like being dragged between multiverses as well. So you end up with a team of Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Or maybe like Doctor Strange ends up AFK at that point of the film, so it's just left for the Spider-Man to team up against the Sinister Six. Because otherwise Doctor Strange could probably just like magic them all away. <laughs> maybe. And I could see this being a very uh, Tom Holland-like kind of thing. Uh, well, a Spider-Man kind of thing. Maybe what happens is that he sees like another Spider-Man on TV. Maybe he's just like sat at home or he's like out somewhere, and he sees like another Spider-Man, and he but he's there, and it's yeah. like he then wonders how another like who is that Spider-Man because I'm here and I'm not there, and then maybe that other Spider-Man has figured it out and has come like figured out multiverse travel based on something else in their universe and maybe it's not anything to do with the universe like that the MCU is based in maybe it's from an outside you so like for example you'd see like Tony Maguire's Spider-Man out and about in the MCU and it's like whoa 
what is going on. And yeah, then it's like, like uh, I, I think I get what you're saying. So, like on a news report, like like he could be just like somebody's like, oh, there's a different version of Spider Man in the suit. He looks a lot older. He looks a lot bigger. Maybe he's fighting like a different villain who had never appeared in the MCU. So, like that's on the news. So. Tom Holland, Peter Parker is just like sat there watching TV and then like breaking news report like out of nowhere another Spider Man that we've never seen before and this has just appeared and they're like fighting. Yeah, and then he's like, I know exactly who we should speak to about this, and then it ends up going to uh, the Sanctum Santorum again. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because that's how Doctor Strange gets introduced into stuff. People end up going to him and be like, uh, what's going on? <laughs> Something seems wrong, and it's not from this world. <laughs> help. <laughs> it's not a technical issue. We need help. Yeah, yeah. I can't just punch it and make it go away. Yeah. I need Dr. Yeah. Strange. <laughs> Anything well, that just can't be fixed by punching, you need Dr. Strange for. Well, you can see it in your head, right? I, yeah, I yeah, definitely. Be really cool. Uh... It'll be, you know, sort of like the reaction shots that, like, tom holland always has you know like oh yeah like when he's in his bedroom and uh Aunt may like sees him in the spider suit and stuff like that and like like it is always like that comedy reaction shot with him isn't it yeah definitely definitely right do you want to know what my um surprise surprise What's this story is super secret story i have been hinting at it the whole time so what is it surprise motherfucker Dexter is coming back in a limited series for Showtime. I did did know this. I did not notice your hints throughout. And uh, Michael C. Hall is back, boy. Did you ever watch Dexter? No. I I never got into it. I know you massively got into it. Dexter's Um, really good, man. But if I remember right, didn't it end and everyone was pissed off with how it ended? Yeah, people were pretty disappointed with the ending. I'm not going to lie. Do you think this is finally, this is finally like, okay, let's come back and let's solve everyone's thing. And like, because it's a limited series, it's going to be like a one and done, bring it back and end it type thing. Like what they've tried to do with Twin Peaks and they've done with other shows in the past, like bring it back for a one-off series and like finish it off. Yeah, all I think this is going to do is it's going to wrap up the ending. I'm not going to talk about what happens in case you decide to, like, watch it before you watch this. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> but, like, it's um, it's a bit... I think it's going to be a little bit like a El Camino thing. Yeah. I think that's exactly what it's going to be. So, I mean, spoilers, anybody that doesn't want spoilers, I might be wrong here... Doesn't it end off with like him getting away with it all scot free and leaving with a baby? Right. So, <laughs> major spoilers for the terrible ending to Dexter. <laughs> a terrible ending to an amazing series, by the way. So, what happens? Uh, Dexter ends up losing his um, his girlfriend or whatever, his wife, um, his yeah. partner, uh, which is really sad. Um, I'm just trying to. Um, remember kind of in my head what happened um he kills he kills a couple of um really important characters like he just kind of goes off on one um and then basically he gets away with everything by then going and hiding in a log cabin and that's it. That's where it... Um, so it's literally Walter White at the end of Breaking Bad. It, well, apart from he's not dead. 
Well, no, but I mean, like, Walter White at the end of Breaking Bad before he went back. Oh, yeah. Because he went to the cabin and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, basically like that. That's basically what it is. So, if I was to put my finger on what probably happens... Probably the he goes last... back and dies. Yeah, he goes back and dies. <laughs> yeah, he goes back and dies. That's uh, that's that's probably it. See, so, yeah, I don't think, I don't know if that's satisfying enough. Like, he is a serial killer at the end of the days. Would it not be more gratifying if he ends up going to prison and actually paying for his crimes instead of just the typical, like, glorified killer just dies in a hail of gunfire or something like that? You know what I mean? Like. Like, there's no comeuppance or there's no, like, there's no catharsis to that. You know what I mean? It's like, I think it would be better, having not seen the series, so I don't know what I'm talking about, really. But, like, from an outsider's point of view, I feel like it would probably be better if he actually had to deal with the repercussions of what he's done. Well, no, because the idea of Dexter is that he's he's, like, an extremely clever guy and he gets away with it. Because he always but, cleans up after his tracks, but I guess maybe he hands himself in. Look, if that happens, people are going to be even more pissed off with this uh, limited series than what it did when it ended off. Well, because... it, it might it might be a whole sort of thing where it's like, did, did he have a kid? Am I just remembering a baby thing out of nowhere? Uh, I think so. I can't really remember because, like, it might be sort of like to give like his kid like a, a better chance in life or anything like that like he has to pay for his crimes he has to like also to think it's gonna take place however when did dexter end like five years ago is it going to be set five years after or is it going to take place right after who knows like i i feel like it would be a better conclusion for a series about a serial killer that he ends up actually paying for his crimes instead of just like every other glorified character just like being like, oh, death's my only way out. It's 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 forgiveness and retribution through death. It's like a really common trope that it's like you can't think of an ending for a character that has been pretty much a shithead all the way through. So you just kill them off and like they are justified in death instead of them actually having to recourse for anything that they've done wrong. Like how many times you see like like the bad guy suddenly turn good at the end and just die. And it's like you didn't have to like pay retribution for anything that you've done mm-hmm. especially because wasn't he he was a forensic expert wasn't he he was a blood spatter expert yeah yeah so like like wouldn't it be like more interesting if like his own team end up bringing him down or something like that they're probably going to do like a whole oh there's an even worse serial killer come along and he needs to work with his old team to to catch this new serial killer but then it's like oh maybe his own past will come into light well that was kind of it that was like the idea is that he went and killed like bad people but he like he would like go to crime scenes he would find it out go kill the person and then leave no like zero evidence behind so he is he, he has got that um he has got a good like he's not a he's a bad guy, but I don't Just think... because I'm bad guy does not mean I'm bad guy. <laughs> yeah. He's like got bad guy with questionable methods. 
He's, a good he's Wreck-It Ralph, is what you're saying. He's he's Wreck-It Ralph. <laughs> yeah, he's Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, I, I'm just like flicking through the seasons now and it is kind of coming back to me. So it, it's like this whole like angel of death type thing. Like he kills, but he does it for a good reason. It's, yeah, like, a, it's like a Western he, at that point, because isn't Because he works for the police department. It's like... Um, it's like, oh no, you should, you know, you've got to leave it up to the police. You can't go and do these things yourself. But then he uh, he does because he's a, a bit of a. It's every vigilante story that. <laughs> yeah. But it's good. It's really good because the characters yeah, I, I, are really I've, interesting. I, yeah, I heard really good things until the final season. So. Um, the uh, John Lithgow's in there. He's amazing in it. Um, uh, Dexter. I feel like I remember loads of the cast. And... I wouldn't mind going back and watching Dexter. <laughs> it's good. I just feel like there's way too much of it. How much? How many seasons are there? Uh, eight. Eight. <sighs> but it's a good time. Yeah. Right, uh, let's get towards wrapping David up. David Zayas. Oh my God, when yeah. was the last time he was in let's, something? Let's uh, get towards wrapping up. Uh, there is one little funny thing I think we should leave on before we okay. uh, before we wrap it up. It's all jokes, man. It's all jokes. It's uh, all jokes. Right. So, I came across a really funny story on uh, <laughs> Apple News that are other news okay. outlets available. And I can't remember who it was, but I screenshotted it because I just found it ridiculous. So, it's Star Wars related, which we can have a little bit of a round of applause because we've not spoke about anything to do with Star Wars other than the Mandalorian Star dedicated an episode in such a long time. But it's not even news, right? So, I think this was basically the title of this episode. Uh, episode. The title of this story was something like uh, The Things Everybody Forgets from Star Wars or something. Something like what that. What was that? Sorry? What was that? Run, run that by me again. <laughs> <laughs> So I think the new story was something like the things everybody has forgotten happened in Star Wars or something. Okay. I'm adding the <laughs> that, that, that just That just felt like, because you said that, like it felt like, you know, like that kid is like, have you ever had a dream that you could and then and then you can and then you did and then if you can and then... <laughs> like that's what that sentence sounded like to me then. Is... So I was reading this and I was like, I don't think anybody's forgot any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's what your nan forgot happened in Star Wars. Well, it's, it's, it's what, what uh... a super casual forgot happened. Like anyone that's watched the films more than once hasn't forgotten it it's what someone that was born five seconds ago forgot happened in star wars <laughs> it's like don't, don't get me wrong there are some things where you would have to be a bit of a mega nerd to remember that it, but, it's one of them just like do you remember that time where luke kissed his sister <laughs> i don't even think that's in here okay go through the list right shoot. i'm gonna shoot it really quick uh right okay uh, everyone forgot about the death of admiral akbar in the last jedi nope nope i didn't forget that uh, Chewbacca is a war veteran and personally knows Yoda. Yep. Yeah, I forget, yeah. when you watch yep. it back, you're like, oh, yeah, they were yeah, We, we know that. that. He says goodbye to him as he gets on the pod at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And he's a, <laughs> and he's a war veteran. I'll miss you most of all, Chewie. <laughs> uh, did you forget the Jedi Council had a m- member named Yaddy? Um, uh, a female Yoda. Oh, no. No, I didn't forget that. You almost acted like you forgot about it. Well, I just didn't recognise the name. Like, if you just said, if there was a female member of Yoda, I was like, oh yeah, she was on the council in The Phantom Menace, yeah. Uh, I definitely forgot this, though. 
Anakin wrestled with Greedo as a child. No, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Because the the playing around isn't that where Warwick Davis is as well. It's mm. that, um, just before the pod, uh, uh, pod, mm. pod, pod F- racing. Funny how they both ended up full of uh, burning holes, isn't it? So. Because <laughs> 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 they're always like, oh, you'll end up getting into no good, you Greedo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, believe it or not, Count Dooku trained Qui-Gon Jinn. Yep, we remember that. Uh, Anakin buried his mom on the Lars homestead. Yeah, we remember that. <laughs> so the thing about this is like, how come Luke didn't know that that was, I don't know, probably probably long gone by then anyway. I don't think there was a proper headstone there, though, was there? Uh, it looks there like wasn't, a barrel. <laughs> there wasn't like, Shmee Skywalker! <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, uh, robots play televised sports in the Star Wars universe, and there's a little tiny clip of Attack of the Clones when uh, Obi Wan walks into the. Uh, Is it in the diner? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And following up from that, Obi Wan helped a drug dealer turn his life around. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> forgot that happened. You want to buy some death sticks? You don't you, want to sell me death. You sticks. want to go home and rethink your life? I don't want to sell you death sticks. <laughs> Nobody's forgotten about that. Also, uh, no, 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 I'll wait. Either I'm just a mega Star Wars nerd, or these are things that nobody has forgotten about. Uh, Padme swapped places with her maid for protection twice. Played by Kira Knightley. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Kira Knightley, as I like to call her. Uh, a female hut used to own Anakin and Shmi Skywalker. Uh, nope, because that was mentioned in the film. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the last one, and I think this is the true crime of this article. We all forgot that Obi-Wan got a lead from Dexter Jester. <laughs> I'm sorry, who forgets Jester Dexter? <laughs> the lead character of the prequels trilogy? I mean, maybe you forgot two of his arms. The, maybe the even fry three of cook his arms. with four arms? The <laughs> Ben 10 alien himself? <laughs> the Jedi Master? Oh, wait, no, that's the wrong guy. No, that, that's the one that's secretly a Sith. Oh, spoilers! Spoilers, but yeah, uh, I just wanted to leave off on that with because... with, with four dual ended lightsabers, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just wanted to leave off on that because I found it quite funny, made me chuckle a little like, bit. I want to see a version of the fight between the the four armed Jedi Sith and with four double ended lightsabers and Grievous with four single ended lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> Who doesn't? More more lightsabers than you can shake a stick at. It'll be more lightsabers than the end of Attack of the Clones. <laughs> and that is all we've got time for this week. Uh, make sure you go check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at GetRealPod. Uh, you can also email us if you're old school like that at GetRealPodUK at gmail.com. Don't forget, guys, leave us a rate and review on your favourite podcast service. Go to Podchaser if you want, if you leave a rate and review on there. It syndicates it to all the other platforms. It could not be more appreciated. We'll read out whichever ones we get on there. Um, Again, share us with a friend. Share us out on your socials and stuff like that. Follow our socials and then share out our socials to other people. Even if you're just there like, hey, check out Get Real. My favourite episode is probably The Witcher because everyone listens to The Witcher. (laughs) Or extraction because everyone loves extraction apparently when we release that um check out 
Get Real, they always talk about the boys. The boys. The boys. Either way, literally, stay tuned to socials because stuff's about to pop off on socials. Just saying. Just saying things. Just saying. Just saying things are about to go down on socials. So keep an eye out there. We are so excited for the future of the podcast. Yeah, um, big things, big things. Thank you to everyone that makes this podcast possible for listening to us, keeping us going through these dark autumn nights where there's no new releases. Um, yeah, let us know what you think about these new stories. Let us know what you're excited for that might actually come out this year. That'd be nice. Just talk to us about The Mandalorian because that's the next thing we're going to be obsessed with for the next couple of months. And also, at Sam on socials and tell him that he needs to watch Halloween and Halloween 2018. Yeah, please, please do. <laughs> Strap on a pair. Peer pressure will make me do it. He is. Sam gives in to peer pressure. He really does. <laughs> that's how I managed to get him to do crack so many times. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, that's what I've been rewatching as well. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And it was the episode where <laughs> Dee and, and Dennis do crack. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. Become crack addicts to get on welfare. <laughs> the um, the Frank perspective episode is hilarious. Uh, I can't wait to get through more episodes. It's so funny. So good. Anyway, we'll leave you there. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Wash your damn hands. Bye. Batman said so. <laughs> He's wearing a mask. Why can't you? Batman's. Yeah. Uh, oh, Batman's mask is like the it it covers everything but the parts where you catch COVID from. Have you ever noticed that? Like <laughs> they just need like a full face Batman mask. <laughs> it's like he knew all along. It's like Batman's trying to get it. That's why Robert Patterson got it. He was in the costume, and you can't wear a mask over that mask. Cause like you know what I mean? Because that's not Batman. All right. Let's I mean, end, let's, uh, let's Robert Robert Bat in Bat. All right. Let's let's end it there.